0: The reason that so many people have a hard time letting go of family and friends is in their mind, it has to go perfectly and their friends and family have to understand or else they won't do it. And the reality is that your friends and family will not understand. How do you create an unshakable business? I crossed $100 million in net worth by the age of 28. Now I'm growing acquisition.com into a billion dollar portfolio. In this podcast, I share the lessons I've learned in scaling big businesses and helping our portfolio companies do the same. Buckle up and let's build.
1: Your post the other day hit me. And I've known of you guys and I've been friends with Alex for a while. You and I have recently met and become friendly with each other at the Clever Summit. But this post hit me from a very basic level. I think a lot of people struggle with this. So I thought today we could come in, have you talk about these things very quickly and then maybe do a little bit of Q&A. So guys, here's the post, Uh, Layla on her Instagram, seven habits I learned in my 20s that made me millions. Layla, I will um, go through these really quickly and then kind of let you give some breath to each one of them. But yeah, number one, invest all your money into self-education. An infinite budget for learning will give you infinite potential for earning. So my question about this is, are you still at getting educated? Like somebody with, with a net worth of $100 million, do you feel like you're still investing in self education? Absolutely. I think what I never want to become is one of those
0: people that is like, now I think I'm too good to learn from other people. And so, like, you'll see, like, even on my channel, what I learned from Tony Robbins, what I learned from Dean Graziosi. Um, because even if somebody, like, just because you are learning from someone, that doesn't mean, hey, I need to emulate their entire life, but it means there's some things that they are better at than me. And so I just never want to be that kind of person that's, you know, stagnant and thinking like, just because I've had success. Like the phrase always sticks with me, which is like, nothing fails like success. And you see it so often. like people get really successful and they get this huge ego. And I'm like, if anything, I'm more cognizant now of the fact that I, sh- I could have a really big ego. And the funny thing is, I think it's actually gone the opposite direction. The more success that we've gotten, the more humbled I have become. Because in order to attain that amount of success, you have to fail a shit ton. You have to hit, get smacked in the face You've got to feel the pain. And I think I think there's just a lot of people out there that they would probably do better to themselves um, if they didn't think they were invincible, right? And I think that that's what I just like never want to become is like thinking that I, it's it's like this, uh, humans act in patterns, right? And so it's like everyone sees, oh, that happened to Johnny and it's kind of like in the war, right? Everyone goes to war and then they say, oh, that people ask them, this is like an interview question, right? They say, do you think that you're going to die? And then they say, no, I don't think I'm going to die, but I think Johnny could die. So I'm worried about Johnny. And it's like the same thing happens in business where people are like, oh dude, I'm not worried about running out of money. Oh dude, I'm not worried about like not knowing how to market. Oh dude, I'm not worried about X, Y, or Z happening to me, but I'm worried about it happening to my friend. And that's just like our cognitive bias that we always think it's going to happen to someone else and not ourselves. I have always I've listened to that since I was young. And I think it's like emulated in my brain, which is like, it could totally happen to me. And I want to be prepared. And so because of that, I want to listen to people who somehow know more than me in one area, in a niche, in a different part of their life. Like they have something that I want or something that I want uh, like that. And so I've never stopped learning. I don't want to. And so I think what the caveat I'll put is I try to get near anyone I can who will accept money. Many people at the level that I want to emulate don't accept money and so instead it's you know really like utilizing your network and just giving back to the community as much as possible I think like people see that and they want to help us and that's the only way that I can say like we've gotten access to some people is like others see that we're not selling anything we don't have anything that we're trying to like you know ring our audience for and so because of that we're lucky because those people have wanted to help us out the goodness of their heart.
1: I love that. Okay, so you said something um, in the very beginning of that about you know failure Nothing fails like success. So so a lot of people that are maybe watching this in the future or people in here now, their biggest fear, right? There's an acronym, FEARS, right? Fear of failure, fear of embarrassment, abandonment, rejection, and success. So you're talking about fear of failure. A lot of people don't want to take action because they're afraid of failing. Were you born with like some powerful engine inside of you that just said, dude, screw it, just do it? Or did you have to kind of learn that there's an equation to success of like, the more I fail the more comfortable I, f- I feel in these really powerful rooms or these powerful situations, or were you just born with it? No, I was absolutely not born with it. I think actually instead what it was is a lot of,
0: um, actually, I saw my parents. So like my dad, for example, um, growing up, and I've told him this, super scared of failure, super scared of discomfort, super scared of a lot of these things. They made him really nervous. And growing up, I just remember thinking to myself, like, I don't know if I can swear on here. I'm like, I just never want to freaking be like, like, I just, if the the op- more cuss- the more cussing, the better, Layla. Okay. We, want, we want the authentic Layla. Okay. I was like, I never want to fucking be like that. Like, it sounds, ter- that terrified me more than failure. Looking like your entire life is constructed to be a safety net. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's like everything is there. They're like safety behaviors almost. And I see so many people put those in their lives. And so I'm just really cognizant of catching myself. And so I had this thing that happened to me when I was about 18 where I realized that. I was realized that my dad had built his whole life that way. And I was like, I never want to be like that. I was like, talking to him one day, I said, you know, dad, I was like, I, think I should just literally do the opposite of everything you think I should do. And he was like, You're pretty good and I was like, seriously though, like everything that he, you know, and he'd say at that point, he was pretty miserable with how his life was going. And so, and he's actually changed now and, you know, doing some, some cool stuff, but up for 30 years, just like, because he was so scared, he was just confining himself into this little box. And so, I think what's more, what I am more scared of. So it's not that I'm not acting on a fear. It's a greater fear. Greater fear is I die with a shit ton of potential left in me. And it's like, I don't want to get to the end of my life and feel like you didn't do something because you were scared, which is literally a figment of your imagination. It's so yeah. like that fear drives me more than the fear of temporary failure.
1: Yeah, that's, that's such great advice. I, people ask me the same thing. Like, were you born with this? And I go, no, I watch my parents. Like my, I watch my dad, who's blue collar, grind his life out and basically construct, like not only was he in contracting, but he was constructing walls of fear around him to protect himself from whatever. And then when he gets into his fifties and his sixties and he hadn't made it yet. And I was like, oh damn, the equation that he's been essentially inputting, right. Has an output. That equation has an output. And so I was more fearful of that exact output that I'm like, okay, I'm not putting those inputs into those, into that equation. So I, I actually act out of fear all the time, but it's fear of living a life out of fear, which is ironic. That's exactly what it is. Love that. Okay, cool. So uh, I love that. I want to go through all of these because I, I love this entire post. We, you and I could probably talk about this one exact topic for an hour. You can see my people, when they show up and they love somebody, we got 410 people in here. The comments, guys, are you guys, are you guys loving this woman or what? Like how dope is she? So, um, and by the way, make sure everybody help me as we're going through this interview. So I don't have to continually do it. You guys know how we do make sure you're giving, um, you're sharing her YouTube link and you're sharing her Instagram. You guys need to be following her. You need to be following Alex, her husband, I guess when his Instagram gets unhacked hacked and unblocked for like the third or fourth time, it's just part of part of the business that we're in. So, um, second thing, be willing to let go. Oh, this one's so damn good. I think so many people right now in this community are having a problem with this, right? Right in that age of like 20s and 30s when you still have, and you talked about this, I think it was yesterday or today, you talked about how successful people don't share a past. They want to share a a future together, right? Or like a, a shared future. So I'd love for you to talk about that for a second. Be willing to let go of friendships that don't serve you. Just as crabs grow out of their shells, you must shed your past to expand into your future.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, if I look back at the time when I was like in my early 20s, 29, I'll be 30 soon. um, The biggest moments for me where things change were when I either let go of people, or I brought people into my life. And I think it's the same with business, actually, which is like the biggest times of change are when you get let go of that person that shouldn't be there, or when you bring in that person that's been missing that whole time. And I think the same goes for life. And so It's just something that I noticed, which is it's not that I I don't like saying people are toxic. That's not something you'll ever hear me say because I don't believe that to be true. I believe you allow people, you have to set boundaries in your own life, right? And so I think that there are people who in their presence, it makes it much harder for you to succeed. Does that mean they're a bad person? No. Does that mean that they are terrible? No. Does it mean that you should fucking never talk to them again? No, not if you don't want to but it means that your relationship with them might have to change if you want to make it easier to succeed in another area. You're succeeding in your you know, comfortable friendships when you stay in that kind of like zone, but it's like if you want to succeed in business or in improving your life or in your health or all these things, then you want to surround yourself around people who are emulating that, not emulating your past self. And so I think one of the things that I noticed, which is came out of my mouth one I, I got to make a TikTok on that one, which was just like, you know, uh, the right kind of friends you want, they talk about a shared future. You're always talking about vision driving forward. Whereas the people they probably don't want in your life, they're constantly reliving the past because that's the only thing that's ever good for them. And that's something that, again, I think I've always been like more scared to be like is like someone who's like, you peaked in high school, you know, like that terrifies the crap out of me. And I think that if you surround yourself with people like that, I think there's nothing wrong with remaining around people like that in doses, but I think it makes it very hard in high doses To move forward and become the kind of person you want to be. Because do you need to change your environment to change yourself? No. Is it to change yourself faster? Absolutely fucking yes. So like we sold our business and moved to Las Vegas. Why? I think a big reason was like, I was like, I don't want to be in the Austin house with my Austin people because why? It makes me think of old Layla who ran gym launch and prestige labs and did these other things. And now I want to step into new Layla and new Layla lives in Vegas. And so I think, is it impossible? Absolutely not. But like I would rather engineer my human nature to <laughs> make me more successful, not less. So it's like, I know that as a human, it's easier for me to improve if I'm around people who are what I want to be. And like, if I get rid of the people or am I not around them as much, that are what I used to be or don't want to be anymore. And so I think it's not that we have to damn people and say that they're bad people. It's just that it's just not for me now or right now or in the same dose it was. And so for me, a lot of the people that I was with They didn't support me in my, you know, basically I started doing bikini competitions, became a trainer, they didn't support any of that. They didn't support me moving out to California, not having a job and not knowing anybody. They then didn't support me, you know, uh, leaving all my clients and then starting gym launch with Alex, like they just didn't support me any leg of the way. And a lot of it was because it made them feel really insecure. And I knew that and I was self-aware enough to know. It's like, if I could surround myself with people who were rooting for me versus people who weren't, which one would I rather? It's like kind of obvious. But I feel like everyone just kind of needs permission. They're like looking for permission to let go of those people, to let go of those friends, to let go of that family. I let go of family. You know, like I don't talk just because they're my family. Like I feel like I make my family. So, you know, there's some people that maybe I'm like related to them, but like they don't
1: support me. They don't root for me. They don't unconditionally love me. So like, are they family? I don't fucking know. We share the same genes. I I, I couldn't love, I think this was actually my favorite part of the seven things that you learned in your 20s. I I love this more than anything else. Not only because it was something that I was able to overcome or I'm still working on, but it's something that comes up so frequently. So I have a lot of people between the age of 20 to 50. And um, what happens is when you're 20, you don't have any other relationships besides these, I call them the crabs in the bucket, right? You guys know the stories of the crab in the bucket. The crab in the bucket is essentially the one crab decides I'm going to try to escape. What happens? Instead of those crabs stacking on top of each other and saying, Hey, let's help each other get out of here. They all just pull down on that crab and you'll never get out. So I've learned the same exact thing. There's a direct correlation in my life. The less time I spend around old friends and my family, including my family, Thanksgiving, Christmas, birthdays, sometimes. Other than that, I don't spend any time with them. There is a direct correlation with the amount of money I make and the impact that I make as well. And so, it's an equa- again, it's an equation for me. So, people come to us in this group and they go, Pace, what do I say to my friends that think I'm crazy that I'm trying to get into real estate or I'm this, that, that, or the other. I'm like, my advice is probably not as articulate or as, as genius as yours or Alex's, but mine is, I don't say anything. I I simply just don't say anything. I move on and I make new friends and I join a community of people that are all trying to do the exact same thing, which is what you did. You moved to an area where other people were trying to be, you know, bikini um, competitors and you became friends with people. You got the The conversations weren't, I love what you said. You said the conversations are about the past because that was the best part of their life and they have no shining future for anything to talk about. So everybody in your bikini competitions were basically talking about, we're going to do this and this is, here's a tip and here's a, this, and here's what I learned last week. And next thing you know, you have a new family, totally, a brand new family. So is there something you would say to people that are struggling with friends, family, letting go and adopting a new family, is it just, hey, you have permission or is there something else? I think there's something else, which is you currently have an expectation that does not match
0: with reality. The reason that so many people have a hard time letting go of family and friends is they expect that it should not, they they're in their mind, it has to go perfectly and their friends and family have to understand or else they won't do it. And the reality is that your friends and family will not understand. And you should expect and think that it is normal for them to not understand, and you should do it anyways. And that doesn't mean that you need to damn them and yell at them. I would never do that. I've never done it to any of my friends. They yelled at me, complained at me, told me that I was selfish. And you know what I said? It's like, I get it.
1: That's cool. Instead of looking at it from a negative standpoint, you just change your mindset. Say, I expect this. This is perfectly fine.
0: 100%. I'm not going to change them. You're not going to change them. They cannot even change their fucking selves. Why was you (laughs) able to change them? You can't change them. They can't change themselves. So it's
1: just- So good. good. You know, it's like uh, what Dale Carnegie said. He says, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. So no matter what you try and do, you're going to try and change their opinion. They're going to just dig their heels in even deeper. There's no possible way you're changing their mind.
0: No. And that's a waste of energy anyways. Like It's hard enough to like, we have to put a lot of effort into changing ourselves. And so it's just like, put that effort into changing yourself, changing your perspective or your procedure, right? So it's like, procedure is get
1: around new friends. Perspective is don't expect the old friends to understand. Love that. Are you guys happy that, we, that she came in here? We got 450 people. Give her, give her some freaking love. And if you guys have not um, jumped on her Instagram or subscribed to her YouTube, please do that. And a smart thing for you guys to do is go to one of her most recent YouTube videos and make a comment down below there, guys. Like, give her some love. You, you have no idea what goes into this. I mean, you, a lot of you guys do. You're going through it, actually. You have to be nitty gritty to build these businesses and get to the point and have the perspectives that you have. This You didn't just read a book, Layla. You went through some shit to have these perspectives. Like, you went through a lot of stuff, and you went through relationships that you wish you could have carried forward, but you had to let go of a lot of things to become a new person that you're giving a lot of people permission to do the same thing. So guys, give her some love in the comments. Um, next thing you said on this post, um, that, one, that one was my favorite one. It was so good. Um, say yes to everything despite being uncomfortable. You can be afraid. You can be anxious. You can be anything but stagnant. Let's give this a little bit of, of breath. Yeah, I think, I think
0: one of the most common misconceptions, you probably feel it too, which is people see successful people and they assume that the anxiety, the stress, the frustration that they feel, that successful person must not feel that shit. And like my whole life, people always labeled me like anxious, OCD, this, that, stress, bipolar, like everything you can think of is, is coming up in the days where like medications even were becoming like a push down by doctors. Um, and I used to always think a couple things, which is like, one, those things are bad. Two, um, that you shouldn't do things because you feel a certain way, right? It was like when I was really young, and then when I was about, um, I want to say like eight or nine years old, when I had some really like stuff happen with my family, and I really had to think about things myself, and I saw where some people in my family went with like drugs and alcohol, and really blaming their emotions for the fact that that's why they were an alcoholic, were a drug addict, all these things. And I was like, I remember thinking I was like nine years old sitting there, and I just remember being in a room by myself, thinking to myself, well, I feel fucking terrible. And like, you don't see me drinking and and taking drugs. And I was like, and I'm I'm 90 years old and I have less life skills than this person who's like an adult. And so it kind of like got me thinking. And as I got older, it was something I was really interested in, which is just like understanding why people do or don't do things. But I think that it's the culture and like the generation we've been brought up in, which is like, if you feel bad, it's bad. And it means stop, right? Where it's like, actually, you know, our brains, if we understand how they work, are like 2 million years old. And they're not working for us to be successful. They're working for us to survive. And so it's like, you're not wired for success. You're wired for survival. And so a lot of the times on your way to success, you feel these terrible feelings. Like people ask, how was it growing gym launch and like going to a hundred million so fast? I'm like, it felt fucking horrible. Actually, like, actually, I'm not even kidding you, like.
1: But no, I, I know the feeling. And I love that you're saying this so well. And so, uh, so amazing. Like everybody's loving that. And it's, it's such a great point. Sorry to cut you off, but that is no. such a powerful point, Lila.
0: No, you're good. And it's like, it's like flabbergasted. It was like, making all this-. I'm like, it didn't matter because I felt that like not my stomach and in my throat, like every day, because there was so much pressure and it was new and I'd never done it before. and I didn't know what to expect. And that's just like the nature of humans. And so I think that that's the first point is understanding that there's nothing wrong with those emotions and they are to be expected if you want to be successful. Successful people are just used to feeling that way. That's literally all it is. And so it's like, are you willing to be uncomfortable? And it's your willingness to be uncomfortable that will progress you forward. Do you need to be uncomfortable all the time? No, but you must be willing to be uncomfortable. Otherwise, you're never going to push yourself to success. And then the second part to that is just understanding that these things are normal and there's nothing wrong with you for feeling them because that's always the second thing. It's like, well, I feel like there's something, and there's nothing wrong with you besides the fact that somebody when you were growing up gave you a fucked up labeling, which is like every time you felt bad or you felt stressed or you felt anxious that this, they told you you were something. They labeled you as something, whether it's like anxious or OCD or depressed or whatever. And most of the time, and this is a really interesting, is like 95% of like, and I'm just going to get into it because I am um, of like mental illnesses are like actually not mental illnesses. 95% of people in even mental institutions have nothing wrong with, it, besides the fact that people have been telling them something their whole life, that they're labeled a certain way. And so like, think about that extreme. And then think about yourself and the amount of things that you label yourself as that are preventing you from getting to the next level. And so it's like, I think that that kind of goes also with the last point, which is if you're around people who are also telling you that you are certain things that you're maybe not anymore, or you don't want to be anymore. If you want to change your story, you need to get around people who don't believe your old story. And so those two kind of tie together there. Um, and then just
1: in, in my life personally, I feel like I'm having a therapy session with Layla right now, which is great. But in in my life personally, the words people use are, you talk too much. You are crazy. You're insane. You work too hard. You're going to die of a heart attack. And I finally had to, I I adopted some of them. I go, great. I, I look forward to dying from a heart attack. Like I had to face it head on. It was the only way I could deal with it. But the second I replaced those people in my life, it was interesting to see now people go, oh my gosh, you work so hard. I need you on my team. Hey, can you come over here and meet with me and do this, this, and this? It changed. It was the people that was giving me a screwed up label maker that thwarted my success in my 20s. I finally met other people that were in alignment with who I was that now told me that, dude, you work so hard. You're crazy. Like You're crazy in, a, in the most magnificent way. I need your energy over here. And told me and taught me how to channel those superpowers. And that's one of the reasons why I love Kanye West is because when you look at Kanye West, that dude learned how to harness that superpower and become a billionaire, even though people still to this day call him crazy. Totally. It's like, what are you, even,
0: it's just a funny thing. It's like, even if what they're telling you is true, what fucking good does it do to believe it? You
1: know what I mean? Oh, that's great. That's so great. Um, really, really good. All right, let's jump into the next one. We got a whole bunch of other really good ones. All right, so find multiple mentors. Seek specialists for every area of your life. It takes a village to actualize your potential.
0: Yeah, so I think you probably get this question all the time, uh, Pace. but people always are like, how do I find a mentor? Mm -hmm. And they're like, who was your mentor? Who was your, and I was really thinking about it. I'm like, I have never had one mentor. I typically find somebody who's an expert in one area of life that I'm looking to achieve something in. And I acquire somebody for most areas, right? So it's like, whatever I'm working on right then, it's probably the top of mind. and That's the first mentor I'm going to go after, right? So it's like, say I'm trying, you know, for someone in here, right? Like, obviously, you're trying to understand something with real estate. So then you find pace. And so it's like, he's your like mentor right now, right? But it's like, do you, this is the thing, right? It's like, you're following for for me, it's always been what is that thing that I want to learn from that person? Does that mean that I need to learn everything from them? No, because like myself, people come to me and they say, "Layla, I, you know, scaling businesses, doing all that stuff. But then they're like, hey, how about investing? And I'm like, don't fucking talk to me about investing. You know, like I hate those questions. I'm not a good investor. Go ask somebody else, right? And so it's like, I think that as humans, it's all like the, uh, the hairstylist dilemma, right? We go to one person for one thing and we trust them. So we ask them about every other thing. That's gotten me into trouble with, certain areas of my life because I've gotten mentors who are really good at one thing and then they've suggested how to run other areas of my life and it's actually run me into a wall because I realized that, oh, they actually suck at that and I was taking bad advice. This person's not an expert in this area, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I always tell people is I'm like, find someone who's an expert in the one area you want to learn about or for each area of your life and have that. So like, I've always kind of gone with like, I have a Rolodex of people. This is my finance person, health person, business scaling person, HR person, like there's always a person for each area. And I consider them expert in that domain. And then if they tell me advice about the other areas, literally my first thought is like, I have to take it with a grain of salt and filter it. Because that's not what they're known for. That's not their expertise. And there's nothing wrong with that. Humans cannot be 10 out of 10 at everything. Um, But it's just, everyone thinks I want a mentor. And I think there are some people out there who are great mentors. They're also probably very old because in order to master all the areas of life, they're usually one much older. And they have so much money that there's really not much you can offer them. And they certainly don't want you to work for them for free when you have no skills which is also the next question always, which is like, can I work for you for, it's
1: like, actually that's just liability. I did a whole entire YouTube video about this. We haven't put it on the channel, but I did a video. It's the most common thing. Like, hey, can I take you to lunch? Can I take you to coffee? Dude, I don't have, I have zero time for that, right? And same thing with you guys. If I have time for lunch, you know who I'm having it with? My wife and my kids. Like, that's it. Um, and if I did have you work for me for free, you know what that means? It means you have zero skills. And so here's what is going to turn into six months of me teaching you how to be a human being and learning how to tie your shoes. And then you're going to go, why am I not making money? Dude, are you kidding me? You had your shoes on the wrong feet when you came to me, took me six months just to get you to understand what real estate even meant. And so the expectation is wrong and they've, they haven't gone out and actually lived any life and gained any experience. So the working for free thing—I've tried it. I was like, "Oh, this is a great way. Get some interns, dude!" Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Zero chance somebody's going to work for me for free. I love that. Um, and the mentor thing—I also get um, where people. My people are so loyal, right? We have a we. I feel like we are the only real estate community in real estate. There's a lot of mentorships, but this is the only community where people like genuinely are hanging out. They're going on dates together, like double dates. They're doing local meetups outside of our zooms, like. We, when you went to clever summit, there was 1800 people in the audience, 1400 of them were our people. It's like our people show up. We are a true community. So here's what happens. People come to me and they go, Hey, you know, I was thinking about joining this multifamily apartment complex, um, um, you know, mentor, but I just don't want you to feel like I'm cheating on you. I'm like, you can't get a college degree by going to one professor. You've got to learn. You have to go to multiple classes. You have to go and learn from different people and only take the aspects. And that's the other thing, thing too, is you have to find somebody that resonates with your way of life as well, right? If I tell you, I enjoy waking up at three o'clock in the morning, I do. But if you're somebody that needs 11 hours of sleep because you have whatever ailment or whatever issue, I'm not going to... res. That advice is not going to resonate with you. So please don't take that advice. It's really hard. So... um that's a that's a really good one. I appreciate that. So you have mul- multiple mentors, is what you're basically saying.
0: Yeah, for each area, and that's exactly what it is too. Is like an, uh a mentor that could have.